Hey, Andy Grammer here, and you are listening to the Good Parts Podcast. Tell me your story, but don't leave the good parts out. Good Parts Podcast, episode eight. This is a good one. I'm coming at you directly from the back of a tour bus, the back lounge in a tour bus right now that actually doesn't have the generator on. I'm waiting for someone to come turn my tour bus back on. I figured this would be a good time to do the intro. Once again, I always like to say, we're out on tour, so please come say what's up. We're probably coming to a city near you. We're going to be out on tour probably through the first two weeks of November, and uh, it's been a really great one, so I love you. This week is Need to Breathe. God, these guys are good. So there's more members of the band, but only the two brothers came came over to my house. They were playing the Greek Theater in Los Angeles. This band is like quietly the biggest band that you've never, that you either have or haven't heard. If you've heard of them and you've been to a show, you're like, oh, of course, they're huge. If you haven't heard of Need to Breathe, uh, they sell out like crazy, crazy places, 10,000, 12,000 tickets. It's freaking nuts. Um, so they were playing the, the Greek Theater in Los Angeles and they were nice enough to come by my house. And uh, I'm pretty sure Louie's extra loud in this one. Um, she needed a snack and she made it known. And uh, where we record this is kind of near the kitchen. So she's not allowed to get snacks anymore after episode eight. But uh, man, so that we get into things like these two dudes, they're incredible, but they had some, some intense troubles just in being in a band. I mean, every band has troubles, but when you're brothers, I'm sure it, and we talk about it, it gets extra crazy. So we talk about a, like a fist fight they had and how that reorganized the way that they kind of went about their business and their days and being brothers, which was really, really interesting. Um, they're both really soulful, kind of eloquent individuals. So the conversation was amazing and enlightening as always. And uh, I love you guys and we will see you soon. Good Parts Episode 8 coming at you. Yo, guys, thank you so much for coming. We have Bear and Bo, the brothers of Need to Breathe, and that's my daughter screaming in the background, so we're, we're off to a good start. <laughs> um, I want to start just because this to me is insane as someone that does what you do as well. You're, you're selling like quite a few tickets right now. Is this the most it's ever been? Yeah. I'm trying to see, like, actually. has it been like a... So these guys are like, the Greek is almost, I think it's almost sold out or it's sold out tonight. They sold out Red Rock. We're talking like 10,000... Fucking people are coming <laughs> to your shows. I apologize. No, no. Yeah. Now, has that been a steady build? Yes, I would say. Has, has there been like? Has there been like? There oh, were, it builds and then it drops and then it builds and then or or has it been like slowly, just like everybody that comes? Mostly slow. Yeah. Great. I mean, there was a there was a record for us, the Outsiders. Like, I don't know how many years ago that was, where we went from like the club. You know, you're playing like the club in Nashville to the Ryman. Sure. That happened in like one record cycle. Okay. Um. So that was the biggest jump. You know, but it literally has been a slow creep up. For how time. long? You have six albums? Is it? Sixteen yeah. years, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> that never happens, right? It's insane. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, and and what do you attribute it to? Uh consistency, maybe. I mean, we've toured and put records out every couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I think I think we we figured out who our audience was. Who are they? You know, um, we called them the outsiders or people that like. We're looking for music they could live to, you know, something that would inspire them, you know. And I think now most of when we meet, when I run into somebody on the street, it's always like this got me through this major thing in my life. Or immediately, yeah. like we go deep with our fans immediately, I feel like. That's amazing. Um, and I honestly feel like that's what has brought people out. And so, and obviously, I think the live show has been a, something it's we've really always good. thought like if we, we can control one thing, it's that, you know. Yeah. And you know, what's so nuts is like, I just feel like we're in an interesting time right now where do you still, how, what's your day to day? Like, are you, do you feel massive and huge? You go to Target, you get mobbed. No. Isn't that so bonkers yeah. that I, you could be selling 10,000? That's so many, that's so <laughs> many tickets as someone who has started on the street trying to get people's attention to then go to clubs and then have some bigger shows. 10,000 is, is mind blowing to me that that's happening. I've been saying this on the on the tour, but the, but we're the biggest band you never heard of. That's um, so But I nuts. feel like it's true. I mean, when people come, they're like, "My friends don't know who you are," but we're way into it. And <laughs> I'm like, "Great," you know. What do you attribute that to? Uh, I don't think we just haven't had a lot of radio success. You know, a lot of like commercial kind of things. It's yeah, just been this long. So I mean, I honestly, think it was word of mouth. We, the first record we made on Atlantic, 
uh, we felt like we kind of left who we were and, um, Oh, you did. Yeah. Just, we went to England to make it. We're all like rednecks from South Carolina, you know, and they were like, you need to be more international, which I think meant less redneck. Um, and so like we tried to make this like pop, like, uh, like Coldplay record, I guess. Anything you know? cool out of that or all wash? There were some cool songs, but like the record was not very good. Okay. You know, at least we didn't think. Um, and so, and it didn't sell well to connect. And we were like, whoa, what are we going to do? We thought they would drop us. I and mean, we joked for a long time. We thought they just forgot to call to drop us. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, not even that big. There's like, you know. Um, and then, the yeah, exactly. Um, and then we started figuring out like what connected with our fans, you know, like what kind of music it was. And it wasn't really radio music. It was like, we need people to pass this record around at colleges. And, and that's so nuts kind of to me. Like the idea of following your audience or, or following yourself. So you, you're sure. saying you found a little bit of following the audience. I think a little bit of following. I think I think what we found that our audience liked who we were. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, whoa, this is easier than we thought. We don't have to like try to be something else. Let's yeah. just do what comes record, natural. Was, yeah, there was like two or three songs that actually did connect. That was the ones that we loved the most. You know, which ones? Um, a song called Haley. A song called Shine yep. On. Um, the one that that hit me, the first hip to you guys was uh our old one of our old front of house guys would tune the pa to um <laughs> oh I, what was it i wrote it down now my brain is uh, 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 uh. oh eyes open keep your eyes yeah, open yeah, yeah so yeah. good yeah, yeah that thanks song's man. so good and i've thanks. heard it like a billion times i'm sorry for that <laughs> no, yeah. it's so good every time it comes yeah. on that's what means it's a good yeah, song totally. yeah anyway sorry so you had you had a couple that yeah, started and, to really and then, and then the same thing happened on the next record it was like the ones that were connecting a song called wash by the water uh and a song called more time you know which the label didn't necessarily feel like was our strongest stuff you yeah. know um, but we're like man this is this is the heart that's the stuff and and going out and touring it those were the ones that connected the most and so yeah it kind of felt like well let's just lean into that lean into it yeah. in 16 years and then the other thing i think is it a positive i mean has to has to be positive but brothers in a band how how long has i mean you six so did you have any bands before or you've all you the way you started was together pretty much together yeah as soon as we learned how to play guitar i had started the band another guy was in it and we kicked that guy out as soon as he could play the chords we needed to play yeah um we're like we knew this was gonna be um and he got me he was like bear this some of this music sucks that you're playing like you're and it's lame you got to fix this it was very intuitive as far as that goes but yeah it's always been us nice and it's been uh, easy it's not as great <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally that's what's classic yeah. oh right? it's great we just yeah. love each other yeah. pretty like, much just love each other yeah yeah hang yeah. out play games share feelings and <laughs> we're good yeah we I mean, had <laughs> we've had some rough we had a, a sort of a famous rough patch where you know in the song brother got it we wrote after that and um and essentially what happened is oh, you did with got, gavin uh yeah that was the one that song yeah. yeah and i called him mainly because i knew he had brothers and like it was that happened really naturally it's like hey um if you're feeling this let's do it um, yeah but before that we went through a thing where i mean we were in set different dressing rooms we were not talking we were like oh on the road it was whoa. like that yeah i so i wasn't i didn't yeah, totally yeah. know that no yeah totally and and it ended with us getting into a fight um on a bus I fist fight show. yeah and <laughs> <laughs> and uh i went to the hospital after um and six hour facial reconstruction surgery uh six weeks off and wow. yeah totally totally just you don't have to but what's the crux of it yeah i mean a lot of things i think i think it took us a couple months to unwind it you yeah know i mean i think i think you walk around when you're in a fight like that you walk around the other person's fault all the time of course obviously um, it took a couple of months for us to go like, man, we're doing this, we're doing this whole music thing for the wrong reason. Mm. Um, and you know, I, and it's mostly my fault, you know, I need to figure out what it is and I got to make some changes. And so we both kind of got together. I thought the band was done honestly for a couple of months there. I was like, I just don't see how we can do this again. Yeah. Um, we're not enjoying it. And, but I kind of felt like, um, we were supposed to do it. You know, oh, and yeah. I felt like after a couple of months, we we both like wrote these manifestos sort of. We were like, can I come to your house? And let, let me like, if we're going to do the band, here's the things I need it to be, you know. And most of the things were um, we need to be brothers before we're in a band. Ob that seems obvious, you know, but like it wasn't at the time. Yep. Um, success cannot be the number one driving factor in this whole thing. I mean, I would if at the time, I think both of us were a little bit like that. Um, 
you know, part of what drove us early on was great, but we just like that feeling you can't go home until this is, this works, you know? Um, and that got out of hand. It got, you can't it like, explain that to me. We were just, we're from a small town. There was no music scene at all. You know, um, there was support around us for sure, but it, it didn't feel, um, I think the first time we got in the van, we were like, we're going to look like idiots if we can't make this work. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think we had, I mean, we were insane people in terms of like we had eight vans and a couple of them burned down and we had, we were there no business continuing to do it for years on end before it started to like have some traction. Um, and so I think we had that attitude, like a chip on our shoulder, like we're going to make it and we don't care, you know, if this record doesn't do well, the next one will, or we, you know, if the label says you're not good enough and you just keep on, you know, like we had that sort of fighting mentality. Yeah, I think when it started to ha work, then we kept that. You know, and it was like every night was that, you know. Um, and so it just got out of control, I think. And and it took that like big event uh, for us to step back and be like, man, this is this is not what we started this for. This is not, you know, what attracted us to music. It's not the bands that we like or not like this. You know, like we need to figure out what it is that we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I think anybody who's lucky enough to have gotten any success has probably started like, Louie's really, she's going for it out there. Um, you have to go insane to make anything happen, but that's not really sustainable. And yeah. I think somewhere in the in the mid thirties, I don't know, that was for me. Maybe it hit you guys yeah. really. Was that right, right there? Yeah, right about mid thirties. Yeah. You're like, yo, I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think I'm gonna die if I don't figure yeah. this out. Um, and so, and was that? Would you say that's what it was too, or was it different for, from your end? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're yeah, we're just pushing it really hard and just, you know, your own uh, worst, you know, critique. And so we we just Bear grew up playing football. Yeah, and so we kind of like had that mentality. Let's watch the tape and see all the things we did wrong. Oh man, and that's so cool. you know, just like really, you know, just really hard on ourselves. And so we just we didn't cancel shows. Like no matter what, when we had a bus burn down. And we got somebody to pick us up in a rental van. We put all our stuff in the back and still traveled another two hours and made the show. It smelled like smoke. Yep. You know, and just, just like at all cost. That's so, kinda... okay. So now I'm so interested because I still struggle with it. Like I have a little bit of what I play in varsity basketball. I talked to my agent. He says, because we have the same agent. He says that you like were not just, you didn't just play. You were like insanely good wide receiver, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> yes, going, I was. he was going on and on about it. Uh. Um, and when I look at a crowd, it's similar in the beginning. When I would open for someone, I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, all right, I got to win. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not about like, let's not do something artistic here. Like, yeah. I, I'm down 10 points because you don't know who I am. And I need right. to leave here up by 20 somehow. Right. So what, how, so now what? What's the mentality now? I think one thing for us was helpful to, you know, like we went out with Taylor Swift, you know, and you could not win. You know what I mean? It's like you you're just up couldn't. against an immovable object. <laughs> Like she's incredibly good. She's huge, you know, and every kid in there has like her face on their lunchbox or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, and I think that tour really broke us in a way. Like, I think we had that mentality, like we can, we can dominate anybody. Like maybe, okay. maybe it's not the biggest whatever, but like on, on a live show, like we are not getting beat. Yes. And then that, like, halfway well, yeah, through that's that, I think kind we of realized. Unfair. They were like, they were, uh. Yeah. No, I think we realized. I mean, that was like 30, right? It was, yeah, I mean, it was, we 50, played stadiums, we 60, did 83 yeah. shows. With her? Of like, yeah, insane. Oh, man. I mean, she was, and she was super great and way more mature than we were. Man, she's uh, incredible. She's yeah. really hooked me up, too. She brought me on stage twice, and it yeah. made a huge difference for me. Yeah, and she was, all, I mean, she totally had us on tour just because she liked the band and all that. That's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, it kind of broke us a little bit, and we and it made us think, like, okay, what what sort of, what is the score in music? Like, how are you, you know, um, how are you gauging whether or not you won or not is it how many records you sold or is it how many you know what kind of impression i'm so it is? happy you guys are here i didn't even know we were gonna go into this but <laughs> from a sports mentality to, to go to music is exactly how i look at it and i and there's not a ton of this actually sure. like a lot of people come from different weird angles like misunderstood artists that like finally gets understood right i'm like okay we're on the 30 yard line guys <laughs> we gotta like figure this out you know yeah um so what what how what is not winning opening for taylor swift because that just automatically feels like a win it, yeah, and we should have seen it that way. I think that was the, okay, that okay. was something that I think we just used the wrong sort of metrics, you know, to how how to, that would work. And we were like, we're going to be the rock band anyway. We're direct support or first of three? Uh, direct support, yeah. 
and for and shows? it was amazing and and it taught us a ton about performing obviously because we'd never played in front of stadiums before. sure i mean was we were it still in, like, light theaters out? at the time uh sometimes but not a lot of times I and mean, we had really good i mean a good slot you know good slot like lighting yeah. you got to bring your own lights and stuff yeah and pack it. yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah. she was great um and so i think that we figured out that you couldn't do it that way and also like one thing we had kind of forgotten something in the midst of all of that. I think we got a little bit drunk with that sort of the success and how big that was, you know, it's just like flying on planes and all this stuff. It's like, man, it's hard not to be jealous of that a little bit. Of course. Um, and I think we got it caught up in that a little bit. The outsider whole concept was about might you might play some shows and it's not about all 2000 people, of these, you know, leaving, liking you. It's about 200 of these people loving you. Mm. And it was like the, those people that didn't know if they wanted to be there. It's like what they're the outskirts of the music thing. It wasn't about the masses, you know. It's like that's how we built our career. We felt like wow. um, that realization, like when you're in Boston and you're just trying to sell 150 tickets at the club. Yeah, you know, it's like you don't need everybody in Boston to like the band. You just need 150 weirdos <laughs> to like the band. You know, totally. And so I think that was something that we kind of had forgotten on the Taylor. How thing. long ago was that? Um, the Outsiders thing was in the middle, it was like right before yeah. almost um, that tour. So I think we just forgotten like what it was that got us there, you know? Yeah. And, and got a little off track. So this this whole fight and all those things that led up to that. I mean, the, the band was like inevitably about to burn up, you know? It was like, <laughs> if I didn't get a fight with him, it was going to be somebody else. It was like, I mean, those were insane. Those were rock and roll, Oasis, Black Crows, like days as yeah. um, anybody can have. So what are the bumpers now? What, how, like, how, like, what are the things that you know, like, oh, I'm getting too close? Or do you, it, do you guys have... Yeah, I think we're communication? really... Honestly, like, there's tons of communication now. I mean, we talk a lot more about it. And also, we empower the people around us. I think that was something yeah. that's weird with brothers or anybody probably tight, you know, you get into a fight and then basically everybody gets basically, awkward and yeah. leaves the room. Yeah, whose yeah. side am I on? So then, oh, who, then whoever's the most insane or pissed off wins the argument. It's not who's right, you know? <laughs> so I think for us, it's like, how do we figure out, like, the piano player, like, we really need to be in here and be like, hey, you're being an ass right now. Don't. <laughs> Got don't, it. You know? Um, so I think that was very helpful with us. I, I just heard this, this like, stat or whatever that peop- that kids who share rooms are closer. Mm. And I, the whole time I'm talking, like, kids who share bands. That's yeah. like, really, you want to, like, really be close? <laughs> yeah. Share we a band. We shared, this is a true story, we shared a waterbed. <laughs> just imagine that That's such 1991 a you shared a waterbed uh, in your house like growing yeah, up yeah. yeah we two years we like hand me down, oh i think, hand we can, me down I think we're parents. good i think that's it <laughs> <laughs> i think we're out we got the waterbed you shared a waterbed yep yes in south carolina mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah dude that's amazing so so good <laughs> and you just did a live album yeah how was that that scares been, the crap out of me i gotta do it i haven't we're gonna yeah. eventually do it i mean one thing we've been doing on the last couple of tour we we record every show cool and the bass player's a good engineer he's he's always done that a lot of that stuff and mixed for us and all that so um we're just kind of compiling the best stuff you know it's like not we're not trying to make it from one okay night. so 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 you're not really stressed out about it you're just going out getting in the moment we're gonna like yeah you exactly. think about it ever or no we talk about it after the show we're like man he's like what songs you thought killed you know we just make a list of those so we're oh great kind of like ahead of it um but yeah we don't really mess around with it much which is which has been nice it kind of freeing freeing you, you can have some, to worry about we feel it. like we suck if we're not making mistakes you uh, know like because you're just like, not really going for it yeah yeah. It's like if you didn't try anything new, then you probably, you know, you didn't make any mistakes. And the, the, I feel like the crowd can tell that. And how big that. how big is the crew right now? When you go play somewhere 10,000, what's the what yeah, that numbers wise? We're only people? on we're only on two buses, but I think there's 14 crew guys out maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So two two buses and then a truck? Uh, three trucks. Three trucks. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah, that's quite a bit. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of we're we've always okay. we're notorious for spending way too much on production. Yeah, um, I hear that a lot Jeff from people that are like, uh, doing really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're always like, well, we you know don't I mean? want to. It's like me, like when we play Red Rocks, I've, I've yet to sign. You're supposed to sign the tunnel, you know, thing or whatever. And I've yet to do that because I'm like, I feel like once I do that, it'll be our last time to play there. Totally. You know, I just want to keep it open ended. That's kind of how well, that's our thing true, is. That's not true, I sign it every time. So. Okay, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, you do sign every time? Yeah, yeah. I think I signed it too. <laughs> I've only, I haven't uh, done it the way you've done it. I, I imagine when you do something like, 
open for someone who's done that or Taylor Swift or these other big acts. To me, it's, it's and like you were talking about with the Jets and stuff, it's kind of like staying in a really nice hotel. I've always yeah. looked at it that way. Like, oh yeah. man, yeah, once you I'm staying in the Westin yeah. tonight. This is great. I mean, I do not own this hotel, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not own the towels yeah, in here. Totally. This is not, I'm just like totally. enjoying myself, having a really good time. I feel like hopefully I have the right to stay in this hotel, yeah. Yeah. but then you guys actually went and built it. So that feeling must be crazy to, I mean, these, not, again, I'll just, before I move on, like 10,000 people is so many people. You're doing something really, really right. You already know that. You don't need me to tell oh, you that, but that's just impressive. Well, and it's, some of it was about risk. Like Jeff was a good example, our agent. And like we started, we made a goal. We went and saw Wilco there like six years ago. Okay. And we're like, this is the best venue in the world. I've never seen anything like it. You know, we have to play here. At the time we were probably doing 1500 tickets in Denver, maybe. Oh, wow. And we were just like, but we got to figure out how we can do this, you know? And so a tour came around like two or three years later and we're talking about where to play in Denver. And they're like, like, should we, you know, maybe we're like, yes, let's just do it. And they're like, if you do 5,000 tickets, it'll be like a massive win. You know what I mean? That's, we're going to build the deal out like that where it's a win for the promoter. If you do half the room. Okay. And it sold out. And we were like, what just happened? You know? So, oh, it sold 10? Yes. Yeah. And we're like, whoa. And it turns out, like, I'll just look this year. A good example is, like, I think 3,000 of the people out of 10 were from Colorado. So people are flying in. Oh, like It's like this thing, you know. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. And so now it's like, how can we make it? Like, we did a bigger show in Atlanta this year of 10 or 11,000. It's like, how can we make these other nights events like that? Like that? Yeah. yeah and a big part is we took friends out, too. I mean, we had, you know, Ben Rector's been on tour with us. And, Love him. And um, Switchfoot and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Johnny Swim is out with us, so it's like we were never, we were never one of those bands. Is like, don't take somebody good out because they might. Oh no, bring everybody. Like everybody should come. Yeah. If the whole night is great, then people and it's better. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then the most recent one you just put out is Forever on Your Side, right? That's this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I like it a lot. I was listening listening to it a lot. Appreciate it. Um, four songs only. Yeah, we did. We went into um, the guys that did um, Leon Bridges' record in, yeah. in Texas. We were like, let's go down there and see what happens if we track like that for, I think we went down there for like 10 days, maybe. And songs were written like, yeah, For the most part, yeah. Okay. Uh, and we cut like seven songs in 10 days, which we do not do. Yeah. I mean, we're a year <laughs> record kind of band. Um, and somehow, like, we were like, we just can't, like, keep these seven for another year and put them on an album that's, like, half this, and, you know, it just didn't make, so we are like, let's just put them out right now. Cool. Um, and so, I think that's the first time we've done that, really. And what's your take on albums? Needed? Or, because this... Um, I think for a band like us, it's needed. I don't think everybody needs them, clearly. Yeah. You know? And, and we feel like you don't get as much attention sometimes. Like, we put out a few EPs or singles, and, and for whatever reason, because of our, like lack of status at radio or whatever it is like promotion wise it's just hard to get the same attention on the songs if there's not as a you do on album an album yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um but i get why people put records out all the time now it's just like i, I totally understand that but i think for our band for whatever Still, yeah. reason yeah four is cool like, you know i'm i really love making albums and then even me sometimes i'll lose attention span for a whole lot and i'm I'll, it'll happen oh, yeah. while it's happening i'm like oh my god no really yeah. why shit stop dude like <laughs> pay attention but yeah. it just seems like that's a lot of what's happening is you, you there's like rather than give everybody the whole thing it's, it's sometimes it's better to just like cut it up and give them little yeah little. Uh, well and we've seen that too where you like you put a 13 song record out and like if it wasn't one of the first couple songs but we feel like it was a great one it might get passed over. might get passed over like, you know man. yeah it's annoying yeah and i think like i hope that record the the art form of records People talk a lot about the commerce of it, but I hope that the actual art form gets better. I think with technology, mm. the sense of like I, I've, like we always talk about this, we would really want to make an organic record where it's like you put twelve songs out, and when when people do things like they go it's Valentine's Day or whatever, a new version of that song comes out for yeah. them or you know whatever, just it unlocks like I just imagine if I had like twenty versions of the White Album how dope totally. that would be yeah yeah <laughs> you know and i just think it'd be cool to kind of like so i, I hope that artists can like at some point and it probably won't be us but just somebody <laughs> somebody like raises that bar of what an album is like what it takes to make one you know yeah um and so I, there's just like value in that you know totally um i was doing a little bit of research and I, is it true that you guys because 
I love this question. I'm sure you've gotten it a lot, and I don't want to like be annoying. But I, the only reason I bring it up is because I, uh, it's something that's very interesting to me as well. Like I am a very spiritual dude. Like it's a big part of my life. And up until this podcast, I've, I haven't really talked about it very much, just because I don't ever want anyone to feel like I'm manipulating them or whatever. I was sure. just with Tori Kelly last week. She just put out a gospel record, which is like, have you heard it? Yeah, it's amazing. God, it's awesome. Yeah, but it's and it's very like, yo, God. What you think about it? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not right. trying to shy away from this. Like right. I love God, you know. Yeah. And so this has been something that I, a lot of people that come on. I'm like, oh, how do you guys grapple with that? Because for me, I have I'm I'm just like dipping my toes in to be like, is it okay? Does everybody feel okay? Up until this point, I don't want you to feel anything except I made this for you. That's right. the whole yeah, thing. Totally. Yeah. So if you if if by any means of me even saying God at all, then I don't then forget it. Then no God, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think for us, like. Uh, it's obviously a huge part of what we do and who we are. Um, but if, if I hadn't heard that about you, I wouldn't know really. Which is good. I mean, because right? like, I think, I'm listening to all this music and I'm like, okay, have you? Yeah. I, I don't hear Jesus in here. Yeah. These are I like think, great themes. These are deep songs. I think the thing that we hated about, like, especially early on with us, was like, they're a Christian band, you know? Um, and we really didn't like that. It wasn't because it had nothing to do with our faith, it had everything no, no. to do with like, christian music as like a sub genre it's like tori kelly can put a gospel record out and it's not like in that section of the store totally or whatever we didn't like that it was like man this is very limiting did it did it um, ever help you uh i think it definitely helped us in the I mean, that was an audience yeah that yeah that was receptive to what we were doing um even though we weren't making things like down the middle for them sure um yeah i would say a lot of fans of ours probably do like christian music and listen to it totally um and so i think but it's then it's great. delicate because you don't oh, wanna, yeah. like well yeah, yeah. you don't want to <laughs> piss them off you don't want to um, cut everybody off yeah i think we made it pretty clear <laughs> we've like we've done enough things that would make them mad over the years that, <laughs> like if they're still around it's like they're fine uh, yeah but i think uh i think that and other like a delineation i think we made a long time ago is like you can't like we don't want to make music that's teaching people something and i think there's something about that it's like yeah. not all christian music is that you know obviously but it's like this is a shared experience thing and that's only what, that's the way we communicate it's like mm -hmm. we just kind of grapple with what happened to us in the songs and then you make of it you know whatever what you, you want to make of it yeah yeah and and that makes the songs bigger than they are our than our limited experience you know yeah um and so i feel like that's how and if if God is in our music, I think that's how it's like, man, if your brother punches you in the face and you have to go home, like who do you rely on? Like God is God so like when your brother there. punches you in the face yeah. and you guys are like laying in your waterbed, how do you get, <laughs> yeah. How do you move how do you on get from that? through that? You know, um, when you grew up, you, so you grew up, uh, your father was a pastor. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. And it was cool. It was cooler than people think. I mean, it was people have a lot of stuff like they say like, oh, you must have been a bad kid or whatever. Um, our dad was awesome. He was a musician uh, in the 70s. He played the trumpet with like Roy Clark and Glenn Campbell and all these cool. like. Um, so that was his background. And the band that we had at our church was awesome. And so like when we were, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, we were listening to real gospel music by great players and um, and you couldn't go to the club. It was like you could be at like the club listening to music like that. Yeah. Um, so that was an awesome part. So of singing our, early, were you guys? Uh, like yeah, yeah. My mom was a choir teacher and a piano teacher, and so she, yeah, we were out there. I've I've just been on like a crazy gospel kick. Like I, I didn't grow up around. I'm a Baha'i. I didn't grow up around uh, Christian music, and so I'm like really taking it in now. It's awesome. I love it. And uh, the idea of of that growing up with that type of music is so crazy. So I have actually been <laughs> uh, my breakfast right now. Like I'll make breakfast for Louie and she, like, I'll just turn on crazy gospel music. Yeah. And she gets a yeah. little head bop yeah, and totally. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and as far as your kids now, were you allowed to listen to? No, no. we were like, <laughs> it was super strict around okay. the house, which cool, is cool, crazy. Cool. Uh, and we were like bad kids. when it came to that, we were just like, we, we take the tapes, you know, and put the, tape over top of the cassettes so you could record you could other artists on, the, on there on the radio and so it'd be like uh sandy patty yeah. tape but it would have like the the worst it'd be a <laughs> sir mix lot and all that stuff. like it was just like it. yeah yeah we would sell those at our christian school <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like yo hey yeah. check this is the real stuff this is right the real here stuff. You got missing out. Yeah. and i've already like disguised it for you so you're good yeah. i mean and honestly what's hilarious even further about that is we taped it off the radio so all the songs would start like 
slightly after the beginning of the track. Yeah, you gotta, you know? There's so, a lot of commitment commitment to that. We just you literally sit be staying and wait there for the song, you know, and it's first note. You gotta. You gotta some people remember it, the boombox be days where you Sometimes had to like push were, the two buttons at the same time. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. the. Wow. You guys had your old business going. My guitar player, Greg's really laughing over there. He had a lot of this in his life as well. (laughs) (laughs) So now you both have boys, right? Mm -hmm. What's the deal? What do you, because honestly, as a parent, I think that I'm pretty open, but you listen to some of these songs and you're like, I don't know if I want Louis listening to that. I don't know, maybe at what age, I don't know what time it's fit. What's, so what's the, yeah, what's I'm, the update? Is it I'm the pretty, same? I'm, it is not the same for me. No, I'm pretty open about what that is. But I do think there are certain subjects I totally identify with. Why a parent would want to keep certain things out? You know, I heard there's like a Corey Ten Boom story about her dad saying he like had her. She was 13 or something. And she's asking about something, and and he like makes her like pick up a toolbox, and he's like, "See, that's too heavy for you." And that's the same way this subject is. But when you're Ooh. old enough to handle it, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's really good. You know, and I'm like, I take that as like a, at least, I don't know if I'll know when that is exactly with my kids, but. It's like, because my mom was really good at it, at, um, she would just make these obnoxious rolling her eyes and faces anytime anything wasn't up to her standard of morality, which in the moment is of so obnoxious. You're watching a movie that's fine, everything's fine, and then she imposes her will to let you know that like i'm not mm-mm, no this right here this part no or if like mtv yeah. came on there was too much skin, you know get it out get it out so i went through my own version of that um but I, it's, there's no easy answer i don't yeah, know like, where well, do you stop and we, and we also you do, like live. some eminem song but then like when it gets real hard right, at the end about like something in the trunk like that was not good or you know and yeah. then as also for me being uh an artist sometimes you need to say things that that um and I, I've never pushed the envelope that far, but I can understand why you would want to. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I'm open, but I don't know the answer. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think we're in a different generation. I mean, than our parents were like, to be fair to them. It was like, I think early eighties, like late seventies, like it was sex, drug and rock and roll. And that's the point of the music for the most part. You know I mean? There wasn't like, totally. now you have a ton of people making positive music for different reasons. I yeah. think like back then it was like, we get famous, we do coke and we you're like, whatever. It's like, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I think no, it's totally. Think I do think it. honestly, like an overall trend that I have talked to some people in the business about is that there's not as much just debauchery as there yeah. was. Yeah. Are I we totally. lame? I mean, my, yeah. my food writer for me and my band is un- obnoxious. Everybody has allergies. If you even right. bring up gluten, you get punched in the face. Like it's, it's pretty bad compared to maybe some of the years in the past where it was like, you know, everybody just get tanked every single yeah. night, you know? Yeah, it's a di- a definitely a different world. Maybe we are lame. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think it's like, it's. I, mean, I feel like, I don't know if you have this experience, when you meet these like super heavy bands, they're always the nicest. Like yeah. We would open for somebody like, we. Uh, this band called Down. They had a song <laughs> called Stupid Girl. You might, I'm going to blame Jeff if he ever listens to this. <laughs> yeah. Our agent for that. But, you know, um, we got yelled off the stage that night. But yeah. they were like the sweetest, you know what I mean? Oh, guys, don't worry about it. You'll get them oh, next time. Our it. fans are jerks. You know, That's were great. Like, um, quick on jeff wait how did so you met jeff early in high school in college in college yeah and he said through were you in a uh fraternity no he was uh he was and our band played sigma knew he said i called yeah. him this, <laughs> this morning i'm like dude give me the skinny on these dudes that's, funny. that's so, so he booked you your first gigs and stuff oh yeah or his dad did his dad so we, he he sent our records to his dad and we he ended up managing us his dad did wow. um for a while for almost Seven or eight years, I guess. So his dad's managing you, and how old is Jeff at this point? Uh, he was still in college. He was like a sophomore oh. in college. So then he goes, we sign with CAA. And your homies with him, or is this kind of a guy you kind of know? Uh, yeah, just kind of, kind of know. Oh, my, wow. Actually, my wife now went to school with me, too, and she knew him a little bit better than I did, probably. Got it. Um, and then um, he becomes like an intern. We were already signed with CAA. He becomes an intern. We're like, okay. And then like he, he's over festivals next, and now he's like signing good artists. We're like, what happened? Yeah. Um, so it made tons of sense. And it's been awesome to have somebody. It's great when you have work with somebody where it's, it's like personal enough, you can give them a hard time. Of you know, there's like an expectation. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but just kind of be like, hey, no, bro, yeah. you got to do better than this. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, that's been awesome. Hey, man. And, and hey. have them care. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, we'll, yeah. from our perspective, right, you're the center of this thing and there's all these people around you that do all these different things. And it's really hard at all times to have. Uh, say there's like 19 offshoots of people. You got a PR person, you got this person. For each one of them to actually care about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they That's all have their impossible. own yeah. 
circles of people they need to totally. so yeah that's really that's special um awesome all right i have a couple questions I, well, I'm, I'm very excited because I, I never do this with but with two people so i'm gonna need you both to answer all these questions all right. i'm okay. very excited i don't think i have any brother questions but we already got into it uh okay um what's the most spiritual experience you've ever had uh waking up from uh surgery <laughs> Uh, after the the big fight we had, I think, Whoa. and realizing that I had been kind of I'd really messed up, and like the closest I ever was, in my opinion, to God was the was when I personally felt like I was doing the worst. Meaning, like what I do doesn't bring me closer to God. It's like God always loves, regardless of how far Ooh. we get away. Yeah, that's for me. <laughs> that's heavy. So yeah, in your moment, we're like, I'm the farthest off. I am the most screwed up right now, and I'm know for sure i'm closest to god i've closer than i've ever been whoa so you actually you woke up in the hospital yeah holy crap man that's nuts how about you um i'd have to say the day that my son was born uh, he was six and a half weeks early um and you know it's kind of freaked me out we happened to be home uh for two days in the middle of tour and um just so there's complications with him. They had him on tubes and stuff, and they had to send him to another hospital. And so I'm like, do I stay with oh. my wife or do I go with him? And um, just kind of just really rattled me. And I think in the moment I was like, <clears throat> you know, God, where where are you? I feel like my faith at this point should be saying, okay, we're good, whatever. And I just, it was just blank, just total nothing. And uh, I'm the kind of guy who I wanted to do like a pump up, uh, you know, pregnancy, uh, playlist. Okay. And so, uh, but it was so last minute, it was so last minute. Um, I didn't have time to get into it and I'm a, I'm a melody guy. And so like I'm throwing all these songs in there and, um, I'm like, I don't want to screw it up. You know, just like, ah, but I didn't have time and here we're, we're, it's go time. And so I, I played the list and, um, you know, I'm just hoping that there's nothing that's going to like throw her off her game, you know? Uh, when he when when Elon, my son, is born, he's he's not breathing. They kind of have to resuscitate him over and over uh, again. And this song comes on uh, called "Breathe," um, and it's ironic. I also have our band name is "Need to Breathe," um, but and it was just kind of like this weird thing. Like I can kind of hear it a little bit in the background, but that quickly washed away when when they had to send him to another hospital. So I, I get in the car to go. Uh, catch up with my son at the other hospital and literally just saying, God, where, where are you? And, uh, I get in the guitar, the car, the Bluetooth comes on and just one song right after the other was literally <clears throat> just a journey and a story of the whole birthing process and, and where we were and all the stuff that we kind of needed. And it was just like, yeah, it's uh, not forgotten. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like every time I ask this question, it always ends, and I'm like a little bit watery. Apologize. Um, wow, man, that's how you have two kids. Two kids, yeah, yeah. I love that question because I feel like it. Those are really easy to explain away. Sometimes, like when you feel it that that intense, you feel something extra happening. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That's really really dope. Um, what do you um, give me? One thing you love and one thing you hate. It could be anything. Mm. I love uh, college football. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> um, man. Uh, oh, there's a lot of things I hate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only things that are coming to like to mind are like very simple. I hate ace bandages. Ace my, bandages? Yeah, I don't like Galls. them. I, 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 what I don't like about them, it's like self-prescribed sort of healing. Like it's like you don't need that bandage. Okay, if you got it at if you got it at the drugstore. You probably don't need it. You probably don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just seems like... excess. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think you really need that brace on it. right now. I love it. What do you got? What do you love? What do you hate? Um, I love. Hmm. It's hard to yeah. It's hard to boil it down into one thing. Um, it could be anything. Doesn't it? yeah. No, zero pressure. I love I love art. I love just make, all forms making art. I love just visual inspiration. Whoa! Um, so, so like, uh, like paintings, paintings, uh, movies, any, any, any form of it. Um, I like 
landscape, just anything visual oh, cool. um, that kind of stimulates the, the mind to make you feel like you've been, you're somewhere new or, or this is a, just a new feeling. Yeah. Um, what do I hate? Uh, yeah, I hate circular tables where <laughs> you have to like, you have to like kind of pie your legs together in a, in a group. Yeah, that's setting. obnoxious. I hate that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> My my hate. Uh, I haven't. This is a new question. I always have. To, I, this is my first time asking you guys. I, it's going to stay forever because all these answers are unbelievable. Uh, I hate uh, when you when the bus stops and you go into a mini mart and you go like, uh, "Where's the bathroom?" And they go like, "We don't have one." Yeah, I'm like, that's, "You super oh. have one. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have one." And you're just being There's mean. No way to me you right can't now. work. Yeah, yeah. what are you talking about? Anyway. <laughs> um, taking it one step further what do you love about money and what do you hate about money money I think is such like a fascinating piece of this existence it's crazy you know what I mean um, I love the stability um, it gives for family um, I think we grew up you know our dad was a pastor so we didn't have a lot not that we didn't not that we went without but just um, yeah you know what I mean just like I feel like if I can retire and not have my kids um, paying for me, that would be amazing. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's what it affords. I think the worst part is when it like gets in your decision-making about your career at all. It's just like, man, we need to do this because we got offered it. And like, you know that you should not be doing this <laughs> or that you don't really want to. Uh, I think that's the, um, the toughest part of it is realizing that it is work and, where does that line? Where does it? Yeah, yeah. finding where that line is tough because yeah. sometimes you still need to do things you don't want to do if it's going to help with everybody else. It's like yeah, it's hard. That that's gnarly. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm one of those guys. I just don't think about money at all. And literally, <laughs> if they didn't pay me, I would be fine. Really? You know, if like I got catering, we got a place to stay. So yeah, I just don't. I don't think about it. I you know obviously you love it when you walk into a store. And you're like, oh, I, I can have those shoes. That's great. Um, it's but for me, it's just it's. It's nice when it's one less thing to think about, you know, like you just, yeah. you're not focused on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think in, in the same way, I think that when it compromises what, what you want to do, it just, I think it wrecks your instinct, it wrecks your gut. And the more you fall into that, I think you kind of get twisted up and you, you hesitate in your decisions. It's not mm -hmm. something that's like you're real. That's really, yeah, it clouds your true north, so to speak. Yeah. yeah right. Totally. That's pretty cheesy to say, but that's that's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to take it a cheese land, yeah. but I've had that yeah, happen yeah. too. Where you, yeah, so, so, some offer comes in or something situation and you have to go out and do something because, yeah, what we're doing is so delicate. Selling, um, selling like magic, selling a feeling, selling an emotion, and then. Yeah. This even the word selling is kind of fucked yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. right. <laughs> if what yeah, if yeah. I'm here to try and make you feel a certain way, then why even the money? But yeah. you have to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's interesting. Um, what's the biggest myth you believed about yourself that you uh, were able to overcome? Um, I think that that uh, like. I, this goes into a lot of things, but I just, I'll be as quick as I can, but like, I'll take as long think, as you want. I think, There's no quick. Um, I think I didn't believe I was really a front man. Um, and I, I think people, the first, I remember the first like time we got passed by a label, they're like, we really like the music, but do you think that bears really a star? Was the question. Ugh. And I remember, and I even remember somebody at CAA saying that very high up. And when I see them still, it like, it like grinds me. Cause I feel like, um, in one way I believe that for a while and then I've decided to not believe that anymore. And I feel like, um, it made me way better, you know, over time. What did, um, just that sort of drive, like, you know what? They can't tell me what I am, totally. you know, but I do think I believe that for several years and that caused me to be super anxious <clears throat> and super like, I mean, borderline, um, just sort of break down before I went on stage and just like this whole wow. stage fright thing. Just like, it's like, are you really... And anytime, which is so funny, because like, what does that mean? These, these yeah, like, definitions <laughs> that are <laughs> yeah. so like yeah, totally. a more like what? Yeah, not um, a front man. Yeah, um, I just I'm a shy in in real life. I'm shy, you know. I'm like okay. not super outgoing, and and so 
obviously being in front of a lot of people, it's like take some of that. So playing was never hard. Singing was never hard, but just like communicating the audience or being vulnerable with the audience was something I had to really work hard at. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's like, I feel like we've gotten way, I'm not there by any means, but I feel like I'm way better than I was say five years ago. It's uh, I, I, the way I see uh frontman or bands or any art is that you, it's like, remember mortal Kombat where you'd learn what your character was and mm-hmm. have like speed power, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. agility or whatever. And yeah, everybody's got, everybody's something, got yeah, something. They, yeah. And then they have their other thing. That's like their life's work to try and figure out how to, you know, mm. make it work. That's like so it. funny. But I think you're you're doing fine. <laughs> you probably uh, overcame that. What do you got? Um, I guess a myth about myself probably is that that I'm the best in the world at kind of everything. Um, oh, really? You know, not not that extreme, but That's like such just an interesting a, way to I come. Like, I love I it. Like, we haven't, um, haven't had an answer that comes that way. That, yeah, that way in. Basically, I mean, when you're, I, I'm the left brain kind of very artistic guy, and I'm the stick by my guns kind of thing i'm very stubborn to the very end and sometimes by the clasp that i have on the on the vision uh kind of squeezes out other people um and sometimes i've been right but a lot of times i've been wrong and i think the 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 myth is it just that we're so much better when we collaborate and we have other stuff uh kind of infiltrate the idea and it grow along the way and become something way bigger than the original vision, which might have been a great vision, but it, what what happens when there's a team involved and where it can go? Yeah, it's just like totally liberating, and you know you grow so much from that too. I feel like that's a really hard one. Any artist ever um, to know when to, because there's a lot of stories and they kind of get celebrated, where it's like now. Nah. Yeah, Everybody told guess. him yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said, Screw all you. I'm yeah. doing yeah. it my way. That, right. Yeah. And then you get into art as a career and that doesn't work a lot. Yeah. And also yeah. sometimes it's like, all right, well, even if this does work, does it work big enough to say to have this guy hate me for the rest of the, my right. life? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. that, that dance is like really yeah. tough to figure out when to, uh, how do you go about knowing now? Cause you still like if you're if that's in your makeup, it doesn't mean that you that you're just Mister. Yeah, sure, everyone's you right. You gotta you gotta be you gotta pick your battles, but you also have to, um, you know. I, I think when you open the idea up more, I think you can be inspired. I think there's a, when you like listen and when you lead, you know, it's a different it's a different thing. So like you need to be open to listen and and have these things, you know, help the idea and help grow it. But then there's a time where you gotta you gotta say, okay, now foot down. Yep. I've heard the ideas. This this is what we're doing. <laughs> well, I um, I think I can speak into this as a brother, yeah, which please. is interesting. It's like I think they're with people like that. And I, I am like that to a certain extent, but I, I think he gets to take that role in this band in some ways. But it's the fear of loss. You know, I think that's something with I've seen with him grow a lot in terms of when you start out you think I'm only gonna have like this is a great song and it's so it's such a you know, a, a birth of mine. It's like, it ca- I cannot lose this. And yeah. if I somehow put it out there and it gets taken the wrong way, it'll get lost and yeah. it's not what it was. And then we'll never have that back, you know? And <clears throat> I think the longer we've done that, <clears throat> done this, you realize that you're going to have another shot at it and you're going to have another, there's another season there's another record. There's another yep. song. There's another like, and so you don't want to lose that, but you realize, I think it takes a sting out of, sometimes maybe it like sometimes you have to sacrifice it for that you know it's like you're gonna lose some my new i'm doing a ton of songwriting right now and uh getting to write one of my favorite things is getting to write with people that are amazing collaborating with people that are unbelievable and what kind of a theme that's running through a lot of these like higher level sessions is we'll just jump if we don't think something's good we're like we're out yeah <laughs> yeah you spend four hours on it and then it's like are we all freaking about this because it, it can be an an a minus but what do those do? Those don't do anything yeah, for right. you. So yeah. jump and and getting more open to that in the last like six months, just really being okay with like, all right, let's jump. Let's see, mm-hmm. let's write three today, and yeah. instead of instead of pounding home this one, and trying to figure out how to do that over other all the other art forms you do, that's that's not easy. But it, I think it really does help. And I, it's this fear of loss, the fear that this thing is gonna, or that there's a fear that there's like a right way to do it, and you're not doing it that way. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I think there's a like I feel like this like the going back to the sports thing, which is funny, like a Saban's analogy of like the process is really good for artists. Who's it's like Saban, the coach from Alabama? Okay, so he has this whole thing where it's like if you put the time in, you will win, and if you did not, if you don't win, you d- couldn't do anything more. Like there's no, oh, there's no yeah. like basically like LeBron same, yeah, LeBron right. same it's like way. A nice LeBron, like a yeah, it's like I'm assigning <laughs> this time that I have in my life for the next year, and I'm going to discipline myself for that time. I'm going to be working and giving everything I have to it, and whatever the result is doesn't matter, and it's probably going to be good, but right. if LeBron it isn't, it's not because up. I could have done any more. And I think that's something that I oh, really struggle with that, very, but I like that. I think I want to believe yeah. that. Is that real? Well, like LeBron, <laughs> LeBron after he losses, you know, this last championship, it's like for me, I was like so defeated because I was a big uh, LeBron fan, yeah. you know, and I just was expecting him to just be so beaten up about it. But he's like, I put, I, I played, you know, a hundred plus games, he smashed, played as he was amazing. much many minutes as possible, I gave everything I got to it. So no, I'm not. Uh, he's not worried about his legacy because he lost something yeah. or that he's lost that many you know uh-huh. it's amazing that he's this incredible athlete and that didn't affect him he's going to still strive you know for greatness hashtag. yeah uh <laughs> and i think but, sometimes you look at like a result and you think that you're like oh we didn't win a grammy because these people didn't like us yeah know? totally or you could say we didn't win a grammy because we didn't work as hard as they did you know it's like i didn't i didn't assign isn't this that tr- time listen i want i'm gonna leave this conversation and try my hardest to now adopt this form of thinking is there any truth to um some, i guess for people that uh work as hard hopefully as we do then that's not our issue it's the other issue right that's what i was going to say i think it's i think it's only i mean if you if you were to set out your next year in terms of like what is going to take to get to my goals yeah you know then you would your work would be ridiculous because you just you know what it takes yeah you know what i mean and yeah. i think that's the thing I, that's not the the problem as much, you know. And I think maybe consistent work is sometimes the problem, not effort, you know. Yeah. But I do think I think that I think that all of us, you know, would would lay out a plan to be like actually be successful. Like if you really do this, like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. gonna win. You know? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like what's Saban. Yeah. All right. I'm in on that. <laughs> um, where do we go when we die? Like really? I don't want just like he- like heaven doesn't do it for me. I want to know is it like this? Is it just another version of this? Do you get to see the people? Do they have arms and legs? Like, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe in a real heaven. Um, yeah, and I, I guess like I have a, not a really strict, I think like I'm very anti the like the painting of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That you see, like at least where we grew up, you know, it's like in Sunday school class, there's like a painting of heaven. It's all gold streets. Everything's white. <laughs> it's the way they like depicted it in 80, 80s totally. movies, you know? It's like soft, yeah. soft blurs on everything. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that. Um, but I think it's like, um, I don't know. I feel like that we, like, I feel like grace is what heaven is. Um, mm-hmm. It's reward despite actions. You know, it's a relationship despite actions. It's like, that's what, real love is that's yep. you know what i mean and i feel like that like i don't i think we have like a taste of that here um but i don't think we fully <clears throat> grasp that all the way and i just think that's at least in my heaven that's what um that's the way i see it is that eternal feeling of that yeah which i can't imagine really yeah yeah, yeah same uh i just think it's the complete version of love you know that that we get little glimpses of it here and there from certain people, but this is, I feel like this will be a community of just complete and total love. Yeah. It's awesome. Love. I mean, I'm in, um, one thing your parents did awesome. One thing they could have done a little better. Tough. Maybe the hardest question of the whole, of the whole situation. Cause nobody wants yeah. to throw their, their no, dad no, no, and mom no, no. under the bus. I, I think one thing that's like, I'll awesome. do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. I got, <laughs> I got plenty. Of, I've had plenty of therapy. I can do this. <laughs> you <to> go, okay. <laughs> no. Um, no, I think, uh, one thing they did awesome. My dad was, uh, like before he was a pastor, he was, he ran this camp, youth camp and, um, and was just like a total showman when it came to that. It was always oh. like brought bands in and, and he had like, he would do this thing. Like he was Indiana Jones where he would come rolling down this hill on the side and, have a flaming arrow go down to the bonfire and blow the bonfire up. Uh, and he would barely dodge it. And all this. it was like, just to like teach these lessons of uh, that kind of stuff was, 
was obvious to us like growing up we, there was no like i feel like taking risks and and doing that kind of entertainment stuff was like an obvious for us okay so which I think, is not for everyone no and, and i think really i think it's, yeah it's not it was not safe at all in terms of like what decisions makes you you know all that so <laughs> i think that was an awesome part of our upbringing um probably uh man the most negative um probably how strict it was i think uh, for me i think it was it that at least with me, I was just like wired to rebel, you know, <laughs> and it would have been good to not have as much to rebel against. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> um, and I, I was the kind of kid, like even in college, like when they had, like if I would go in the first day and the syllabus come out and they would have like an attendance policy, I was like, policy, I was like, I'm out. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Cause that makes no sense. <clears throat> what yeah. does being here have to do with passing this class? You know? Sure. 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 And so that's the same way with my parents, you know, like when they said, you can't do this it's cause, and I didn't see the reasoning in it. I was like, well, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think that would be something I would try to do. You do have that in you? What now? The, the, re- the rebel. Thing? Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I'm. No? no, I was a. I He's going to speak on a, it. Yeah. I was a goody two shoes. <laughs> oh, you were? Yeah. Greatest, the greatest thing they would always do is like, we got, like, one night we went out mudding. One, it's like I was just 16. I had this, like, big Jeep. I just really like that. I, before you said Jeep, I don't know what you're talking about. And that makes me so mudding. happy. Mudding. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So we go through these mud puddles and whatever. <laughs> and it had a winch on the front, all that's like, so you can get out of the mud if you get stuck. Okay. Well, we get stuck in the middle of the night. We're not supposed to be out. Like, I was supposed to just go straight home. My parents were not supposed to be there. And we go through this, we walk out of the woods like a mile and a half. We get picked up by this cop. We're like, we're going to fix the Jeep tonight and we're going to get it out of there. We're going to go to school in the morning. Nothing's like, we're you know, fine. We're it's fine. fine. Yeah. Nobody talks, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so we get back to my house and my buddy's dad's truck, you know, like we're driving up all three of us in front of this bunch of uh, bench seat. Me and Bo and our buddy, and we walk in, and my parents. It's like three thirty in the morning, maybe four. They're standing in the driveway, like like silhouetted. We can see them, like as we go up. And I'm like, Bo, all right, we were going by our buddy's house. We just went to <laughs> mud just for two seconds, you know, whatever. And <laughs> I'm like, you got it? He's like, got it, you know. And of course, we go in there, and they split us up. And I stick to the story, and Bo's like, well, it was eleven fifteen. I told I told Barry we shouldn't be doing this. And he- <laughs> what do you got things they did good things they could have done better um i think they were very very supportive in the creative world i think they they recognized early on that that i loved art and loved making art and they supported it like crazy they were big fans of us they were fans of us playing sports they were fans of us making art playing music they were just they were just fans of whatever we wanted to do um, what's the age difference real quick year and a half yeah year and a half, year and a half. cool yeah Sorry. um so that you know that just kind of encouraged and flamed this this thing up you know it just felt like we could this no matter what it was we could do it we could try it and and attempt it at least That's um crazy. but one thing they could they could have done better i think uh they could have been a little more open i feel like i feel like they had a little bit of a you know, perfectionism thing going, you know, that I feel like definitely, uh, you know, affected me. It felt like I had to do it right, had to get it right. Um, you know, and I think there was this, there was this kind of thing. He's a, he's a preacher, you know, so they got to kind of keep up this reputation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think some of that was, it's kind of hard for them to, to let their guard down um, and have these more open conversations and, and all that. Um, so I think just for me, um, uh, and not that they did it like terribly, um, it's just something that, you know, now that I have kids, I want to make sure that yeah. that part of it, you know, is I mean, it's not easy the, whenever yeah. you, whenever you like talk about your parents, you're like, I'm, and if you have, it, now that you have a kid, you're like, that's not an easy thing to do, but yeah. there's still, it's still fair. Yeah. Like, you could have done a little better. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your move? What do you do to restore your soul? Man, um, like this, I mean, this is like, that's the only thing I can really think of what I do, but, um, but like slow, intentional family time is like really good for me. Slow. Just, just not a lot of activities. I feel like when we're on the road, we're, everything is scheduled out. 
you know, and it's like dinners at this time and this is sound check and whatever. Yeah. Um, and when I'm at home, I really like it to be like, you know, we're not, we're not doing anything. Today. Sunday like, is just, yeah. Like just, and if we wound up at the park then that's fine, but we're not like, you know, <laughs> not doing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Do not give you know? me a day sheet that right is, now. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's probably my, um, that's like how I get back to zero, you know, zero. even, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, it's kind of, this is kind of crazy cause I get to do this a lot, but, um, I do really love flying on planes. Um, so when I get enough money up, I'll, I'll go ahead and muster the first class seat and I put my headphones on and I feel like just the of a oh, plane. That's cool. Um, and I get my notepad out and I sketch stuff and, and I feel like when I get to explore the ideas and the, the little notes that you've taken to get stuff jotted down and you get to see it kind of all together and just the clarity of just nothing else going on. Sure. Um, I think that's important for me. I just, I like, I like alone time. I love, I love being up, you know, in my house and all hours of the night when it feels like everybody else in the world might be asleep. Um, I like that kind of total isolation. Yeah, that's great. I, uh, I like that too. I, I, I have a severe case of FOMO. Like I like to be around yeah. people, so if I can force myself sometimes to do that, yeah. Then once the initial sting of I might be missing something goes by, I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Like this. yeah, But I have to fight through that yeah. every time. Uh, okay, finally, uh, why are we here? Just all, all, all answers welcome. What's the purpose of this? Um, Bo, you want to take this one? Um, <laughs> you got, you yeah. got it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we were created. Um, to love. I think we're created to love God, uh, love other people. Um, and for me, I just, I love, I love the idea of inspiring, uh, inspiring others, um, to, to do something fresh, to do something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think there, I think we are, are reflections of something that I really do believe in. I think it gets a bad name these days. You know, I think mm. people think of God as a very, exclusive thing totally. and dated and whatever. That's not the way I see it. I, I think of it as the most inclusive thing um, that I've ever run into. Um, certainly religion can like turn that in a different way. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of guilt and shame to go along with all that. Right. But I think when I think about the real idea um, about what's beautiful in our creation and our relationships and our art. And I feel like it really is a reflection of that. I think yeah. if anybody could ever say like, this brought me closer um, to God seeing this, then like, that's what it is. And yeah. I think that's where we're like, um, that's where we're like, I don't feel like that we're gods in any way. I just think that like, I do think that we're reflections of that. Like, and there's some sweet times where it's like, you get to sort of like, um, be in partnership with that and communion with that, that that's um that's i think that's what we're like trying to do more often yeah <laughs> totally and it's interesting um with a rebel spirit let's tack on question at the end i'm just interested how is yeah. that going with god yeah i i it's been because god has a lot of things that are like i would say I've this like, is I an have, attendance game i have a like, <laughs> like, i have like a, a ninth grade relationship with god i would say <laughs> okay where it's like it's on again off again um, <laughs> yeah so I was just very hot and cold in that way. Like I spent a good portion of my life trying to forget God exists or trying to like run as far as I could or like, um, just be like, I don't want to feel this guilt anymore ever again, you know? Totally. And it's like, I, and I would get to what I thought was the ends of the earth, you know, or the, of humanity or whatever it was. And I just be like, well, still there, maybe closer now than I was when I started, you know? Um, and so I feel like it's a little bit like that. Like, um, you know, I extreme hot and cold and, and I think the rebellious thing, it just comes with it. Doubt, like pessimism. Like I, I that's also how I write lyrics. I like to really like, is this really true? What you're saying? You know, it's like, yeah, just like yeah, question yeah. things. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, I think it's, it makes it a little on and again, off again. Um, but, uh, can be extremely passionate in a good way. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, his is ninth grade. What's yours? My level. Yeah. Um, oh, like that's such a, <laughs> it's such like a perfect way to describe yeah. the relationship with God. We'll end here. We'll end on this. No pressure. Oh, I'm just no. <laughs> um, <laughs> is yours more steady? 
Um, no, it's def it's definitely just all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah, there's there's moments where you know I think it's you're you're right next. To, I feel like I'm right next to him. At other moments, it's just where are you? Like I was saying before, with the totally, and it's still it's still there, it's still in the back of your mind. Um, and it's just him kind of waiting on his timing, yeah. you know, and you kind of get over yourself and, and, um, yeah, I feel, I feel like I get in the way of it a lot, you know, and you do things you don't want to do and you feel like, oh, that's, that's going to separate me. The, the shame of something that I did yeah. is going to separate me, but it's just kind of you going, no, that's, that's not who he is. Um, cool guys thank you so much for coming into my house and uh i'm gonna i don't know i, I might have to try and come to the greek tonight and, and, and get into this right on yeah man so thank you so so much this is of course yeah, thanks there you have it need to breathe great great dudes incredible band if you get a chance to go see them live do it they're amazing I uh, love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. As always, please rate, comment, share with your friends if you like what's going on here. And I'll see you guys soon. Peace. Tell me your story. But don't leave the good parts out.